Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. Today, I'm joined by one of our head coaches at Cut and Conquer, Brittany Burgess. Hey, what's going on? And today, we are going to be talking to you guys about carbs and specifically carbohydrate cravings because I know a lot of you guys experience carb cravings. And it always seems like we crave carbs. It's never protein. Um, it's rarely even ever vegetables, which are a type of carbs. We're going to get into that. But it seems like we always crave that comfort food, things like um, bread, pasta, bagels, even candy. And we're going to be giving you guys seven reasons why you might be experiencing carb cravings and discuss what you can do about it as well. If you're craving carbs too, most of the time, and we're going to get into that, but it's not you and it's not a lack of willpower. You're simply craving carbs, you know, during the day or at night for a reason. It's a psychological thing. Your body knows what it needs. It's our job to trust our bodies. Absolutely. And before we get into it, carbs are not bad. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> and I do think there's a better understanding in the fitness industry lately and even in the general public that we need carbs and that in order to lose weight effectively, you need to be including carbs in your diet. However, we also don't want an overabundance of carbs, right? There's a certain amount of carbs that each person's body will require depending on their fitness level, depending on what their goals are, where they're at in their fitness journey. And it is okay to reduce your carbohydrate intake. A lot of people kind of seem like they're saying like, oh, eat all the carbs, eat all the carbs. And like, that's great sometimes, but it's also okay to reduce your carbohydrate intake as long as it's done in a controlled manner and in a sustainable manner that makes sense in accordance to your fitness goals. And not just like the quantity too of, you know, the carbs you're eating, it's the quality too. Yes. You know, there's obviously good and bad carbs out there. And if you're just hammering down the bad shit and we'll get into that, obviously we want to avoid that. So it's sticking with the good carbs. The whole carbs is what we want. Absolutely. So let's just get straight into the value. Reason number one why you might be craving carbs is simply because you're not eating enough of them or you're not eating enough of them consistently. So it's really, really important. And this is something that we drive home with our clients. And if you're a client... I know you've heard this, but like we literally can't say it enough. Your consistency with your macro intake, especially with your carbs, is so important. Okay. So even if you are relatively healthy and you eat pretty healthy, but some days you just like happen to not eat carbs and then you're pretty consistent. And then the next day you just eat a lot of carbs, that's going to affect your fitness results. It's also going to affect the number on the scale, which is definitely not everything, but I know the number on the scale discourages a lot of people. And an inconsistent carbohydrate intake will absolutely cause weight fluctuations. Oh, yeah. And I find too, with a lot of our clients that come to us in the beginning, they 
they're not eating enough carbs during the daytime. So obviously restricting our carbs during the whole day is definitely that surefire way. We're going to crave them at nighttime. It's just going to happen. If you're not eating them during the day, your nighttime meal comes around and then snack comes around before bedtime. You're like, holy shit, I need to eat these carbs. And then that's when we overindulge in the carbs at freaking nighttime. Absolutely. Most people struggle with cravings during the night. I know yes. quite a few people do have them during the day, but I would say it's it's way more popular to experience cravings or the binges, the emotional eating, the uncontrollable snacking in the evening or at nighttime. And like Brittany said, even if you don't feel hungry during the day or you're not craving carbs during the day, we still need to be including carbs in the majority of our meals throughout the day. Yeah. So if you're having like, there's something so simple too. Like if you, your breakfast is usually like, just for example, like eggs and avocado for breakfast, add a slice of whole grain toast with that. <laughs> yeah. Or some delicious oats. Oh my God. We love oatmeal. Perfect. Or some fruit. Yes. The perfect. Done and done. Even yeah. your snacks throughout the day. Have like um, a little some thing roasted potatoes. Oh my God. Potatoes. <laughs> we love potatoes here. We were just potatoes talking about potatoes. Mm. <laughs> We need a um, whole podcast episode just on different types of potatoes because yeah. <laughs> <on there. laughs> um, and then the next part of reason number one, which is not eating enough carbs, it could also be that you're not eating a wide enough variety of carbs. So there are, I mean, first off, a lot of people don't even know what's a carb and what isn't a carb. So maybe we'll touch on yeah. that briefly in a second, Britt, but also there's different types of carbs. So you have your carbs from fruit, you have your dairy carbs, starches, you also have like fiber, insoluble, insoluble fiber, like there's fructose, glucose, there's so many types of carbs and what they digest into in your body, right? So something we teach our clients at Cut and Conquer, especially when they first join, is we typically, and again, there's no quote unquote good and bad foods, but we typically for optimal results, don't just want to be eating fruit all day for our carbs. Or we don't just want to be eating bread all day for our carbs or just potatoes. We want to include a variety. Yeah. And it's it's the unprocessed or at least the minimally processed, you know, our whole grains, our vegetables, fruits, and freaking even beans too. It's there's so much knowledge when it comes to carbs. And I just feel like people just think carbs right away that it's a bad thing. And then it's just like, it's just bread (laughs) or just pasta. But like, and it's crazy. You look at our, you know, our 0% Greek yogurt, there's like 17 grams of carbs and like three quarters of a cup of Greek yogurt. Like, I feel like a lot of people out there just wouldn't realize that and put the two and two together. Yeah, absolutely. And something like way back before I was certified and knew much about nutrition, like I didn't actually know what carbs were. I remember like telling my friend, I was like, I literally haven't eaten a single carb. All I've been eating is fruit. (laughs) Yeah. So no, like, it's true. I was let's, yeah. Let's just list off some carbs because I feel like some people who actually don't know, and it's no one's fault, like they just don't know. I didn't know. So there's fruit, fruit is carbs, vegetables are carbs, there's potatoes, like pastas are the milk. obvious ones. Yeah, like milk and yogurts. Yeah. Um, some people don't know dairy is a carb. There's usually other yeah. um, macronutrients in dairy, like protein and fat as well, but dairy mm-hmm. is a carb. Yeah. Um, what are the other less obvious ones? Like nuts and legumes and like beans yes. and stuff. Exactly. A lot like, of those will contain fat and protein as well, but there's still carbs in there. Oh, it's um, obviously... Even like, and it's like little shit too, but it adds up, is like our sauces and condiments as well. 
Yeah, totally, totally. Usually those are pretty high, especially if they have sugar. Sugar is a carb. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sugar is a freaking carb. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go on to reason number two because this one kind of goes hand in hand with not eating enough of them. And I know there's going to be people, people listening that say like, oh, the timing of your meals don't matter and there's no such thing as the anabolic window. But like the timing of your meals do fucking matter. Like in the grand scheme of things, you need to be in a deficit to lose weight. You need to be in a surplus to put on muscle, to gain weight and a maintenance level to maintain, let's say. But the timing of your fucking meals, it matters when it comes to optimal results and maintaining your hormones and maintaining your cravings, keeping things in control, optimizing your digestion, optimizing your sleep. You cannot tell me that if your daily caloric intake is 1,500 calories, that if you sit down and eat one 1,500-calorie meal, that you're going to be better off than someone who splits that into four meals per day. Like, there's no fucking way. No, 100%. And making sure we plan these meals and planning our carb intake um, around our workouts as well is super, super key because our muscles need fuel to absolutely freaking crush it when we sweat. It's obvious. It is what it is. And I even feel... Um, the days where I don't have my meals planned out like I usually do, or I'm lacking carbs before or after, especially before a workout, I my energy is just not freaking there. Carbs, obviously, they give us freaking energy to crush it. Yeah, it's so true. And we won't get too much into the details just because everyone is so different. Even our clients, like it really depends on your lifestyle and your goals because Yes, we can say like, this is the optimal way to eat. But if that isn't the optimal way for you to eat and you can't stay consistent that way, then it's not the optimal way for you, right? So yeah. typically, for most of our clients, we try to make sure they're eating a good amount of carbs pre-workout and post-workout, okay? Because that's the most important thing when it comes to like insulin sensitivity, which basically means like your body's ability to properly absorb carbohydrates, let's say. So we need carbs for the energy in our workout. So we have optimal performance and good energy so that we can build muscle and so that we can lose fat and burn calories and do all those things we need to do while we're training. And then while we're training, we're putting stress on our body, we're depleting our glycogen stores, which is our body's stored carbohydrates, essentially. And then after a workout, like everyone's like, oh, you need protein and you do, but what your body actually yes. needs is carbohydrates, okay? However, there are going to be situations for super elite clients who are maybe trying to get super shredded or um, people who work crazy shifts and their schedule is all over the place or night shifts or there are... We do have clients who train fasted in the morning. There are going to be different ways to approach that. But for the typical person, consuming a good amount of carbs pre and post-workout is usually going to be ideal. Yeah. And like you were saying too, everyone is so freaking different. Like It just depends on you, your body, what your goals are, when you're training, what you're doing, but making sure that we are eating our freaking carbs before and after is so freaking key for success. Yeah, very, very true. And like for myself personally, um, I think Brittany, you and I are a little different with this. I actually prefer to do like pre-workout a little less higher carb and like moderate fat, which is you the the Sorry, I'm stuttering here, but that's like not usually <laughs> what we prescribe to our clients. Typically, for me, I prefer that depending on what time of day I'm working out as well. And I prefer like a shitload of carbs after my workout. But for me, like if I eat too heavy of carbs before my workout, it takes me like a really long time, I feel, to like fully digest it. So I yeah. prefer like 
moderate fat, moderate carb with some protein before and then high carb after for me personally. But I know some people too, if they don't eat carbs before their workout, like they literally can't lift shit. (laughs) Which is crazy because like I'm so... I'm used to that, right? I do eat... Like I probably eat at least like, I don't know, just eyeballing here, like 30 grams of carbs, you know, along with a protein as like my pre-workout. So this could be like... This could look like, you know, just a couple slices of whole grain bread or an English muffin with like a nut butter or anything like that. And I find if I don't get that in before my workouts, because sometimes obviously life happens, scheduling, (laughs) and I totally freaking notice it. I notice a huge difference and it's crazy because it's just an English muffin with friggin' peanut butter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you have ever cut your carbs or not eaten carbs before your workout, like you'll probably have experienced that what would you call it? Like double vision, dizziness, seeing stars, those types of things during your training. I know that definitely happens to me and you just like feel weak. And it just... It's the worst. (laughs) It's the worst. I'm like, am I going to pass out right now? Like I'm getting like tunnel vision and I'm like, oh my God, I I have to sit down. (laughs) And that's why I always have like Rice Krispies too in my um, gym bag just in case. Those are my best friend. (laughs) Yes. And then I guess another thing that we should address is Unfortunately, if you are in a calorie deficit and you are trying to lose fat, like your strength in your workout probably isn't going to be sky high. Sometimes you'll have stronger days and sometimes it'll be up. But the unfortunate reality of being in a fat loss phase is it's highly likely your strength is going to go down, especially if you've been in a deficit for an extended period of time. Can add in like refeed days and diet breaks and stuff, which is super, super helpful. But again, like strength and fat loss aren't always things that go hand in hand. Yeah. So if you have, and that's happening and like, you got to keep your weights a little lighter than you usually do. That's totally friggin' fine. We don't want to be absolutely trying to lift these huge, crazy, heavy weights while you're in a deficit. Like it's totally fine just to lighten it up and just, you know, increase the reps or whatever. And then, you know, when you go into that reverse diet and then that's when we up everything and your strength comes back. It's just what happens. Exactly, exactly. So again, nutrition is, I don't want to say more important than your diet and then your training, but nutrition is going to have a way greater impact on how your body looks than your training will. Because Brittany and I talk about this all the time, but we train hard all the fucking time. Like it's going to be varying degrees of hard, but like we always train intentionally But sometimes our bodies have extra fat on them and sometimes our bodies are extra lean. And that is impacted strictly by our diet. Our diet, yes. You could be working out like absolutely crazy every single day, five, six days a week or whatever the hell you're doing. But if your nutrition is not on point and aligned to where you want your body to be and where your goals, unfortunately, you won't see progress or you will see progress, but it'll be very, very, very slow coming. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Reason number three why you might be craving carbs is you, for the ladies, you might be on your period or have your period coming up. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's uh, that's happened to me before. Yeah. I I typically don't have too bad of cravings, to be honest. I feel like I've been very blessed in that area because I don't really have too much PMS. I don't usually have too many cravings and I do not have a heavy period like ever. So... (laughs) That's it. You're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> You're so fucking lucky. Everyone's listening to this and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> I know. I know. That's hilarious. But I do, I do sometimes have like a little bit extra emotion and a little bit extra cravings, a little bit, but it's not like extremely severe. 
And I think these two kind of go hand in hand. Well, they do because I know I find when it's the time in the month and when I find when I know most of our clients who have struggled with this, and I know I've struggled with this, but whether you're on your period or if you're freaking super stressed out, I find when I'm really stressed, I crave freaking carbs. Yes. And again, that's like definitely, well, a couple things. Stress generally leads to like overwhelm and disarray in your yeah. life, but also like your hormones. If your cortisol is up or yes. if you're on your period and your when your progesterone increases, then it activates what is aldosterone, which will also increase like your water retention, make you feel bloated. And generally when you're feeling that way, you're also going to be more discouraged and more inclined to pick those shitty foods, right? So it's a big, oh, yeah. unfortunate cycle. <laughs> It has like the carbs lead to that feeling of like that, you know, especially if you're on your period or you're super stressed, it's just that, you know, that feeling of serotonin and like feeling really happy and, and which is our brains relax, feel good, anti-anxiety, you know, that like a neurotransmitter almost kind of thing. Your brain wants to be flooded with that serotonin. So it's basically going to direct you to your pantry for a friggin' snack in hopes of a little bit of a lift to get you out of that feeling. Yeah, Absolutely. And I mean, like you said, that can come at any time of stress in your life. So I think a little off topic for today's episode, but it's so important to have like we tell our clients to have like notes in their phone of like alternative things that make them happy other than food, because so many of us turn to food as like in a response to an emotional state. And like, I'm not saying that that's wrong across the board, but it's important to have alternative methods to feel good and not just have food as like your reward system. Yeah. And like emotional eating is completely normal, like whether we're on our period or we're stressed or, or life, whatever. But it doesn't have to be the only way, you know, you deal with stress. You know, if you want to, if you're feeling hungry and you want to eat something, then eat something, <laughs> you know, have some, you know, carbohydrates, healthy fats, whatever, but at least, you know, have some maybe 20 grams of protein with that. If you're not feeling hungry and you're just feeling you just have so many emotions, you're emotionally eating, it is what it is, then ask yourself what you really, really need. Stress calls for doing something that is going to relax you, like taking a break or stretching, have, have that bath. hot bath, do whatever you want. Meditate. Meditate. But remember that food will not solve the problem. Food's not going to solve your period, the cramps, whatever you're going through, the stress of the day, but coping with that emotion will. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Reason number four. This one is probably my biggest reason. <laughs> And that is not sleeping enough. Okay. Sleep is so, so important. And everyone who knows me knows that sleep is by far my biggest struggle in life across the fucking board. But it's so important. Like sometimes I'm like, man, Christina, you're fucking badass. Like imagine how cool you'd be if you actually slept. Like, (laughs) man, sleep is so important. Like sleep is is just, it's so. It literally just it like revolves like it's our whole day. Like if you have a shit sleep, like your diet, your workouts, your whole the whole day is just gone. <laughs> your energy, your mind, yeah. And not to mention like the well, I mean re- the recovery aspect too. A lot of people don't actually know like when you're in the gym and you're lifting weights and whatever, like that's not building you muscle. That's like actually ripping your muscles. And then when yeah. you recover and you sleep, that is when you actually grow the muscle. <laughs> um, and I find too, like if you're not sleeping too, like obviously um, like carbs and we talked about this, but it's like our main energy source, right? So when we're freaking tired and you had like three hours of sleep and you're like a zombie and you're just like, yes. what the fuck am I? It's obviously we're going to crave those carbs 
if you haven't slept long or well enough is because our body is freaking searching for a quick and easy energy to help us feel like we have more energy. Yep. And so with that as well, not to mention that aspect, but then we compound that with the fact that a lack of sleep absolutely impacts your your hunger hormone. So yeah. your ghrelin is going to increase. That's the hormone that makes you hungry. And your leptin is going to decrease. That's the hormone that makes you feel full, which yeah. obviously results in hunger and cravings on top of the thing that Brittany just mentioned. So it's just a bad combo. Yeah, we need to we need to freaking sleep. <laughs> and you need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, just throwing this in there too. Like um when I've been in like a aggressive de- deficit of dieting yeah. and not sleeping enough, like my weight doesn't change. And it's super frustrating because like I'm dialed in and like I've literally done the exact math and I'm like, I should be down weight right now. I should be losing yeah. fat. And I, I'm not. And then I have like two nights of a solid like nine hour sleep, which never happens for me. It's usually like three to four hours. And <laughs> I literally dropped like eight pounds. And it's just because like yeah. my body was like holding water and like fighting me and just feeling like garbage. Yeah, I find when I do not get a solid sleep, I can friggin' tell the next day for sure. Like I just feel heavier. I feel bloated. I see like just the no progress. Like if I have like a solid like few weeks where my sleep schedule is just all over the place, I just feel like zero progress is friggin' made. Like I just feel so like just that heavy feeling. Yes. Yeah. I hate that feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Like just like you're just dragging your ass. You feel, yeah, it's just, I guess like that heavy feeling is like the best way to put it. Like if you were like were thrown into a friggin' ocean, you would just like sink to the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. I know the exact feeling, but the opposite feeling is so good. Like when you wake up and you feel tight and you feel light and you feel like energized. I love that feeling. Yes. I do also love that feeling, but I feel like (laughs) It doesn't happen as often as the other one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hear you. My damn sleep, man. All right. Reason number five. And we we actually touched on this one, but I want to dive into it a little deeper. Reason number five, you might be craving carbs, is because you're eating too many processed carbs. So obviously, we did already discuss why it's important to eat a variety of carbs. But when you are eating processed carbs, and what that means is kind of like there's additives in them. They're man-made, just like things that don't come from nature are basically processed carbs. And there's a varying degree. So something like candy would be ultra processed because there's no fucking candy trees, you know? Um, Something (laughs) like pasta would be like a little less processed, bread a little less processed, but still processed. And then something like a potato that you can pick off. Where do you get a potato from the ground? Um, The ground, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No potato trees. That would be potato tree. And I would love a potato tree. (laughs) So funny. Um, So the thing with processed carbs is there's things in them that are typically not ideal for human consumption. It's not that it's terrible for you. Um, But marketing companies and like the food companies are billion dollar companies and they're very smart and they have very smart people who work for them. And they purposely add things to their products that make you want to eat more of them. So there's certain combinations of sugars and types of carbs and fats that they literally add to food for no reason other than it makes us addicted to that food so that we eat more of that food, so that we buy more of that food, so that that company makes more (laughs) money. 
Like, why do you think you can only, you can't eat just like five chips? Like, yeah. to eat like the whole bag. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, I'll just have like a handful. And then you have that handful and you're like, holy shit. And then the bag's gone. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, they make, they put way less product in there and they raise the price. And then oh <laughs> you get less, you want more and you pay more. It's freaking crazy. <laughs> chips are the worst. You get the bag home and like, there's like 10 of them in there. <laughs> And the thing, like, with which processed, the thing with processed carbs too is they they typically have not just added sugars, but added fats. So fats yes. have way more calories per gram than carbs, right? There's four calories per gram of carbohydrate, nine per gram of fat. Now fats are not bad. They're like my favorite macronutrient and you need them, especially the good kind. But if yes. you're eating carbs with for the sake of eating carbs, you don't want sneaky added fats in there that you don't know about because that's going to like double caloric intake of whatever you're eating. There was um I, the other day I was reading because we don't have chips in the house op- often, but we had a bag of Doritos in the house the other day, and I looked at the nutritional information, and I didn't realize it. Like obviously, yes, there was a shit ton of carbs, but the amount of fat that was in a freaking serving of Doritos, which was like eighteen chips, absolutely blew my mind. Really, I've I've never even had a Dorito like. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it was freaking crazy. Like after I saw that, I'm like, I don't even want to have one of these. Like it's, it's freaking crazy. Like, why is there so much fucking fat in this? <laughs> oh and we know it's not the good fat. No, exactly. Like, how does that even happen? And it's crazy. And that's the shit you have to watch out for. Cause like, I feel like people will, you know, they don't look at that stuff. They're like, oh, it's just like chips, like whatever and whatever. But when you actually look into it and see what is happening on those nutritional labels, it'll blow your mind. And I guarantee you, you will put those fucking chips down. It's true. And and I think that's one of the reasons why people feel like they're they're eating so little or they're in a deficit and they're still not losing weight, which is impossible. But it doesn't feel like eating five chips is a big deal. And in the realm of life, it's not. But yeah. those five chips probably have way more calories than you think they do. And you might like forgot you ate them or not track them or just like disregard them. And like that could if you're eating five chips a day, that could literally be the reason why you're not losing weight. Which is crazy because it's only five chips, but like, and then again, you look at the ingredients on the frigging bag and literally probably 75% of those ingredients, I guarantee you, you can't even pronounce them. Exactly. Which is wild. Five chips is okay, but just know what's in them and be aware that you're eating them. So like you don't get confused and discouraged as to like why you might not be losing weight or why you're feeling a certain way. Um, And just understand like you can eat chips, but they shouldn't be like your main source of food. (laughs) Everything in moderation, everybody. Exactly. Okay. Reason number seven. Um, and I have a whole episode on this one. I can't remember what it is. It's on gut health. But you might have an imbalance in your gut health or you might have poor gut health. If you want more info on it, I just recommend listening to the gut health episode because it goes really in depth when it comes to things you can do to reduce your bloating and improve your digestion. But essentially, cravings can actually come from the bacteria in your gut. And basically, when you remove a type of food that you're used to eating, even if you are mentally strong, the bacteria in your gut will basically signal to your brain that they want that food and it results in a craving. So if you are experiencing carb cravings or any type of cravings, I recommend looking into some gut health information because there might be some type of imbalance going on with the diversity of bacteria in your microbiome. Man, gut health is so, so important. 
<laughs> like it revolves around like everything. Like if your gut health, if it is imbalanced, everything is imbalanced. Like your body will struggle to absorb friggin' nutrients from food. It'll just store fat and it'll regulate your blood sugar. Like it's crazy. So definitely, um, if you want more information on that, definitely check that podcast out, dive deep into it, especially if you feel like you've been struggling with that, with your gut health, really look into ways to really help that. Yeah, absolutely. Because what is it? They say your gut is like your second brain because it's so... Yeah, and I believe that. It's so smart and it it impacts so many things. I know too, like, and this is like just quickly... Like even if like very simple things, like if you're having like just like skin irritations, your gut health could be friggin' off. Like if you're having problems with, uh, you know, acne, eczema or anything like that, it probably could be related to your gut issues. So definitely really look into that. Yep. So I just looked it up. It's episode 54. If you want to check it out, tips to reduce bloating and promote a healthy gut episode 54. Love it. All right. Number seven. Uh, This one is also very important. And that is that you might not be eating enough protein. Protein. So in a a typical diet of a typical person, we're usually eating an abundance of carbohydrates, sometimes an abundance of fats, and usually severely lacking on the protein end. Okay, so protein, super important, whether your goal is to lose weight, to maintain your weight, to build muscle... It helps keep you full. It helps um, with muscle repair. Like there's there's so many benefits to eating a moderately high protein diet. And like if you're it just, it slows down your metabolism. And I, I feel like a lot of people that come to us and we know we, we see what they're eating and like what what's going on. I like 85% of people I know out there are not eating enough protein for their bodies and their goals, especially if you're freaking working out and you're at the gym constantly. If you're not eating enough protein, geez Louise. Yeah. And I know when my protein is low, I'm like so hungry that day. And our clients, especially like the more beginner ones, as soon as we bump their protein and like, let's be honest, if you're eating like no protein and we even get you up to like a hundred grams, which is probably far from where you should be. It's like night and day difference. Oh, it's crazy. And I'm the same way. Like I notice if I have not, if my protein's all over the place in the day and I haven't eaten enough, I am fucking starving. <laughs> yeah, you, like you freaking should, starving. You should include protein in every meal, at least some protein in every meal. Yeah, I know it doesn't always work that way, but like you literally should, it will change your life. <laughs> Especially like, and this is huge too. And I know a lot of people aren't big breakfast eaters, but having like a high protein breakfast, that's like an amazing intention throughout the day for you. So you're already set to absolutely crush your freaking nutrition for the rest of the day. Like high protein breakfast is freaking key. It is, it is. And I know there's those people out there who's like, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you eat, when you eat it, as long as you hit your macros. And like, I just fucking don't agree. I just don't agree. Like at the end of the day, like, yes, that's important, but you can't tell me that if you wake up and you have a bagel and butter for breakfast and then you have pasta and fruit for lunch and then you have rice cakes and then you eat all your protein, that that's setting you up for success. Like, I just, it's not. (laughs) No, we have to balance that out through the whole day. So your breakfast, your snacks, your lunch, your dinner, you should be eating like a 
very, very balanced, you know, protein diet for sure, because that does not make sense. Eating carbs all, all friggin' day, like you just said, any type of carbs, and then you friggin' get home. And then that's when you do all your protein intake. And that's why people don't hit their protein target. And we see it even yes. with our clients. It's like, they're like, oh, I didn't hit my protein. And I'm like, well, you didn't start eating protein until 2 p.m. Like no fucking shit. You didn't hit it. I wouldn't be able to hit it at fucking if I started at 2 p.m. No. And then you feel like crappy because you're trying to shovel this protein down your face in the evening. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> High protein breakfast especially is key. Yeah. And eating like protein rich snacks too. And like throughout the day, like whether you're at work or whatever, busy day, like having just those quick protein snacks, it's going to help us, um, you know, keep us satisfied for the rest of the day between our meals. So you're not wanting to reach for the not so great stuff, you know, without the need for as many snacks, it's going to also help you maintain, um, you know, that healthy body weight that you're working so hard for. Yeah, absolutely. And then I want to throw in one bonus reason because I just thought of it. And that is the fact that you could be craving carbs because you're doing too much cardio or too much HIIT training. So I definitely want to elaborate on that a little bit because I love cardio and I generally, I'm not right now doing too much, but typically I do what someone would consider a lot of cardio, but there's, it really is dependent upon your goals and who you are, but something, something about HIIT training. And I know there's quite a few HIIT fans out there and I do an occasional HIIT workout and I enjoy it because it allows me to like push my limits and feel like more athletic. And I just, I like the the variety yes. sometimes, but hit training is very intense on your body. It requires a lot of output. It requires a lot of energy and you do burn more calories in less time, but it's also very stressful on your body. And if yes. you're in a deficit and you're doing a lot of cardio or a lot of hit training, it's highly likely that your cravings are going to result in you eating more calories than you think you are and more calories than you actually burned off, as opposed to doing a lower intensity style of cardio, like walking or just steady state cardio, or maybe even less cardio. Because I find when I reduce my cardio, my hunger like significantly decreases. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's funny that you bring that up, like HIIT workouts and shit. Like HIIT workouts, there's nothing wrong with them for sure. But definitely like during COVID and like when the gyms were closed and like I didn't have any equipment, like like I had like one kettlebell, but I was mostly doing HIIT workouts. Like that's all I was doing because like that's all I could do. And at least I was moving, right? But I was like my cravings and I was eating, like I was seeing no progress at all. And I was working out every single day, but I was seeing no friggin progress at all. It was super, super frustrating. And that's exactly why. Yeah. And I, I think like I do enjoy hit workouts, but I think the the thing with hit workouts is if you do them strictly because you enjoy them and you don't have specific body composition goals, meaning like you don't have certain weight loss goals, you don't have certain muscle growth goals, you don't have a particular way you want your body to look when it comes to like rounded shoulders or thinner yeah. thighs or whatever, hit workouts can be good if you're literally doing them strictly because you enjoy them. But yeah, if you're doing hit workouts and you're like, I haven't lost weight, my body hasn't changed. It's because hit workouts are very challenging to periodize, especially for like a typical person. And they're very hard to control and they cause like mass cravings. They cause mass cortisol. They cause mass stress on your body. They're really yeah. not that conducive to a physical transformation, especially long term. And it's the same thing with cardio. It's like 
it's very hard to progressively overload cardio other than just doing more, 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 more. And there comes a point where like your body can't do more with the exception of people who are obviously training for an endurance event, a performance event, a sport, a triathlon, an Ironman, like a race. Those are obviously different. But obviously, if your goal is something like that, you probably don't have a specific body composition goal because they're very contrasting, right? And like, I find like a lot of our clients that start with us in the beginning and, you know, they come to us and they're like, I don't know why, like, I'm not seeing any results and I don't know what's going on. Like I do like, you know, five, six times a week of cardio on the treadmill for an hour, like blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not weight training, but I'm doing cardio. And like, that's, there you go. (laughs) That's exactly why. And I feel like that is such a common, common thing. Absolutely. And your, your body will adapt to the cardio that you're doing, right? Oh, yeah. So cardio, very useful. I do recommend including it. Um, yes. Adding it in and reducing it in a periodized and sustainable manner. And if you are listening to this and it's good, you're going to have a New Year's resolution, you're going to want to lose all this weight, please don't fucking start with seven days of cardio a week. Even <laughs> if you are lifting weights, please don't even start with five times of cardio. Please don't even start with yeah. four. If you're doing none right now, Start with like two, two, and then you <laughs> for like increase twenty it. minutes. <laughs> but if yeah. you start with five, there's nowhere to increase it to. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like and that's exactly what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you're training for like a race or something, then like obviously, a, yeah, should probably go race, to someone who marathon. specializes in training for races, which isn't us. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Never done a race in my life. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I actually used to run. I used to do cross-country running and I used to do triathlons. Did you know? No, that's amazing. I did not. I was the shot put girl. <laughs> oh, no, I can't fucking throw anything. That's throwing, no, right? shot put, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could do. All right. Well, I think that is everything for today's episode. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we, I think we touched everything we needed to touch on about why we are craving carbs. Awesome. Well, if you guys got value... And if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it if you drop us a written review. You basically have to scroll all the way down. I know it's annoying, but it (laughs) makes our day. Scroll all the way down, 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 down to the very bottom and type in a little review for us. You can rate the podcast. It just helps more people see the podcast. And that's ultimately our goal is to spread realistic fitness knowledge that can help women and help them understand why they may be struggling with certain things. So we would appreciate that. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you guys. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.